0: Hello, and welcome to Forks and Bridges. I am your host, Coach Angela, and I am so excited to talk to you about the importance of your name. Listen, if you didn't know that your name is important, by the end of this episode, you will know, honey. So we're gonna be getting into that, but we also have a special guest coming in, and I'm excited about that too. I'll tell you why later. And he's going to share... His experience using LinkedIn, giving some tips on how you can use LinkedIn as well to help you gain more success with your goals. We're going to get into all of that when we come back. Say my name, say my name and put some respect on it. Everybody, this is Coach Angela back to let you know that your name is important. Whether you have the most creative, elaborate name or you have the most common name that you can find on any keychain at any gift shop, your name is important. Maybe it's because you were named after somebody in your family and you're carrying on a legacy. It could be because it has cultural significance for you and your family. It could be because you are named for something great. Your name has a meaning that is setting a standard, setting a goal and setting you up for success. Whatever your name is, however your name is pronounced, However your name is spelled, it is important. And nobody has the right to disrespect you by purposely mispronouncing your name or making fun of your name. Nobody has the right to disrespect you by calling you out of your name. You set the boundaries, you set the standard, you make sure that people put respect on your name. Your name is important and it should be important enough for you to make sure that you consider what you put your name on. Any collaborations that you're doing, whether it's an event, whether it's a workshop, whether it is something artistic, make sure it is something that you agree with, that it is something that aligns with your goals, aligns with the success that you want to achieve now and in the future. Because your name is not something that should be played with. It is valuable. It's important because it's yours. And so you wanna make sure that when it comes time to you putting your name on something, that it is something that has the same value, okay? Has the same respect has the same purpose when you're thinking about achieving your goals, when you're thinking about success, when you're thinking about both present and future. You wanna make sure you consider all of those factors because what you put your name on matters. And the other thing that I wanna let you know is, you know what, don't be afraid to show up for yourself. Make sure that you are putting your name on the things that you're proud of. Make sure that you are letting people know that you are here, you're here to stay, you're here to win, right? And sometimes we sort of dim our light, sometimes we play it small. Because, you know, we're ashamed or we don't think we're good enough, or somebody has told us something that has made us feel uncomfortable. So we don't want to put ourselves out there and we have a fear that we're going to mess up, that we're going to fail, all of those feelings. And listen, those are normal in some cases, and people have succeeded by getting beyond those feelings. Don't dim your light because you are too afraid to show up and show out for yourself, okay? So make sure that you are putting your name on things that you are proud of. So let me give you an example. Um, When you are setting up your email, make sure you have an email signature, okay? And if you don't have an email signature, There are so many resources online. You can get paid, um, you know, email templates, or you can get free ones, um, or you can create one yourself. All right. The reason that I'm even mentioning an email signature is because we do business, you know, through our emails. And when it comes time to doing business, when it comes time to connecting with people through your email, you wanna make sure that you use that as an opportunity to market yourself, market your product, market your service, market whatever goal it is you're trying to achieve. And you can easily do that through an email signature. You can put your website on your email signature, You can put your social links on your email signature. You can put photos, audio. You can even put samples of your work. Now you don't want to make it too confusing. And that's why sometimes having a pre-made template makes it look very nice and, and professional. And if you're really into something creative, you can add things that will bring attention to that as well. But whether you make an email signature yourself or you use a template or you hire somebody to get you know an email signature there for you. However you go about it, just make sure you put your name on it <laughs> and that it represents you in the best light possible. And you can do that by adding all of the things that I mentioned so that when people receive your email, they actually get introduced to the person behind the email they get more information than they may have gotten if you just send them an email with no email signature at all. Okay, so that's one thing. The other thing that you wanna do is if you are trying to make professional, formal connections, it's always good to introduce yourself using your first and your last name. Now, whether that's in writing or verbally, introducing yourself with your first and last name is a great way to make a formal professional connection. If you're trying to establish expertise in something, um, don't be afraid to use a title or your credentials. Um, it was interesting because I have talked to people who were afraid to put their credentials in their emails or in a letter, And it was in situations where they were really trying to bid for a job or bid for a contract, or they were trying to connect with someone to collaborate. And it's like, why wouldn't you tell people that you're a doctor? (laughs) Why wouldn't you tell someone that you have a degree? Why wouldn't you tell someone that you're certified in this? You know, make sure that if you do have credentials and you are trying to establish some level of expertise, that you share your credentials with other people because that is also a conversation starter. People can't, you know, everybody's not looking you up. You know, it's, it's good to just make sure that you're proactive. And again, you're not playing it small. You're showing up and you're showing out for yourself, for your goals, your success. Okay. So making sure that you do that. Now when it comes to resumes, Here's another thing that I tell people all the time. Don't look at your resume as just a timeline of your experience. Also include bullet points where you can show that you've actually made significant contributions in whatever job, organization, or even in your education um, in school that you've made. So you, if you've made some significant contributions, go ahead and put that in your resume. Now you may wanna talk to a coach like myself or a resume writer to help you put that together, but it's always good to be able to show, hey, I accomplished these different things. Now you're not making sentences out of these, okay? But to have bullet points of things that you've accomplished, benchmarks that you've achieved, goals and objectives that you achieved, go ahead and put those in your resume. And you can also write more about those things in your cover letter. Again, you may need some help with that. Finding a coach who helps with career and resume writing is good. There are people who actually help with resume writing, just period. They're not necessarily coaches, but they're professional resume writers. And I myself do that as well. And I'm gonna give some more tips in the next episode on how you can get more resources for that. But the reason why I say that is because that really does, you know, put you in a different category than just, hey, I'm looking for this job. When you put those bullet points there, when you share it with people, hey, I made a significant contribution to this particular organization, to this particular um, group to this job, whatever. You're putting your name on that success. You are saying, hey, this is signed, sealed and delivered, honey, I did this, okay? And this is what I intend to do for you as well. I intend to make a significant contribution to your organization as well. So that's something that you can put in a resume and then further talk about in your cover letter when you write that and of course in an interview. The other thing that you can do is tell your story. I love working with clients and helping them to develop their personal brand story. So you can have a brand story that is professional and about your business only Or you can have a personal um, brand store, or you can have one that actually blends the two. But your story should highlight your expertise, your knowledge, your story should, if you're selling something, if you have a product or a service, your story should highlight those things as well. If you're creative and you're in a creative field, you want to talk about that. And yes, you also want to share any kind of obstacle that is relevant to what you're trying to achieve. So if you have an obstacle that you've overcome, go ahead and share that as well. So for example, if you are an artist and you are telling your brand story, Maybe you had a difficult couple of years or maybe something happened that didn't go the way that you wanted it to go so you weren't able to sell your art or um, you weren't able to share or exhibit your art the way you thought you should. Being able to share in your brand story that you did not give up and that you met that obstacle with a tenacity to keep going Right. And with the strength and all of these different things that people are looking for and they tell you, first of all, that's motivating. Right. To tell people, hey, I didn't let this obstacle stop me. I didn't let this fear stop me. I didn't let this setback hold me back from continuing to go forward, right? If you can put that in your brand story, that is going to attract people. People want to be motivated by other people's stories. Sometimes we feel like we need to be motivated by other people's stories, because we need to know that if this person got through something, I can do as well. So having in your brand story, all of those different things really does help to tell your story. You can use your brand story in your bio, parts of your um, brand story in your bio. You can put it on your website. You can have it in brochures and you can verbally just use it to tell um, people your story when you're speaking or if you're networking. So having something pre-written Um, You can tell parts of that brand story or all of it, but you're putting your name on your experience. You're putting your name on your story. You're owning it, you know, you're claiming it and you're holding it as a banner of, listen, I am successful. I am a winner and it may not look like it from what I went through, but look at where I am now, you know, I was held down before, look at where I am now. And you can have that as a part of your your brand story. Um, You don't have to go into struggles that you feel uncomfortable talking about. Make it relevant, make it appropriate for whatever it is you're trying to communicate, all right? And when it comes to your products, your services, your expertise, your knowledge, you're sharing that information in a way that people can understand, you're doing it in a concise manner, and you're doing it in a way that really um, allows you to relate to other people. You're doing it in a motivating way. And that is awesome to be able to do that in in a brand story. Everybody loves a story. So you're controlling the narrative when you do that. And that is another way for you to put your name on it. Okay. So these are just some of the things that I wanted to share with you. Yes, your name is important. Yes, you should make sure that you set boundaries. You don't allow people to disrespect you. Um, you know, and you let people know if they're not saying your name correctly, spelling it correctly, or calling you out of your name in a derogatory manner. You can let people know in all of those situations that that is unacceptable, but make sure you also, um, as I review this, that you make sure that you align yourself and your goals with the things that will bring you the success that you're looking for. So when it comes to your goals, when it comes to the things that you're being asked to do, when it comes to the decisions that you're making, as far as what you're going to be involved with, whether you're collaborating, um, with someone, whether you're trying to dabble in another field, whether you're trying to do other work, make sure all of that falls in line with where you want to go. You want to make sure you stay on track. You know, you don't want to lose focus by doing too many different things. And it doesn't make sense for the overall objective. And it's something that you would even be ashamed of later. So you want to make sure that you stay focused and that what you put your name on, you are proud of and you will stand by it. And then last but not least, as I said before, make sure that when it comes to your name, you do not play it small. You go ahead and put your name out there. Let people know who you are. If you're trying to establish something professional, um, having some type of expertise, use your first and last name. Let people know that. Use your credentials. And Make sure you use things that are readily available, easily available, and usually free like your email signature. Whether you have a email account that you're paying for or an email account that's free, you can add a beautiful email signature to any of those. Tell your story. Tell your personal brand story. Let people get to know you for who you are, what you've been through, what you've overcome, and what you have to offer. And it depends on what it is you are trying to achieve with your brand story. So it's always good to consult with a coach or to get someone to read it and kind of help you make sure that it's focused. But, you know, write your brand story. And even in your resume, as I said before, make sure that you show in your resume and in your cover letter where you made significant contributions. I hope that this information has helped you with what you should put your name on, but make sure that you understand that it's important and that you need to put your name on your success. Put your name on your success. Claim it because it's yours. Do you have a question that you would like for me to answer on the show? Download the Anchor app, create a voice message, and I will play it on the show and answer your question. You can also hit me up on my IG account at Forks underscore and underscore Bridges. Send me a DM and I'll answer your question on the show. All right, all right. So we are in for a treat today. We have a special guest. And that guest is my husband, Tony Spring. What's up, Tony? Hey Angie, how you doing? Good, good. So you are here to talk to us about LinkedIn and how sure. LinkedIn, <laughs> how LinkedIn is helpful and how it's been helping. You so are you ready to to help our listeners
1: absolutely
0: all right so So, look
1: thanks for inviting me on your podcast and um and i'll talk about a little bit about linkedin and you know i I know a lot of people know that this probably like the preferred uh social networking platform for business um many millions of people use it every day Uh, i'm one of those people and it for me, um, it's kind of a, the best thing, I think, that could happen to an introvert like myself. Um, you know, you don't have to uh, go networking at these, you know, face-to-face things all the time. And, uh, you know, it's a way to kind of meet people within your industry and even outside your industry without, uh, you know, having to uh, be in the same room with them sometimes.
0: Okay. All right. So what about extroverts like me?
1: (laughs) It works well for extroverts, too. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm just speaking from my experience. You know, I I know that some of, uh, you know, er everybody's on their introverts, extroverts. um, It's a great tool for everybody to use.
0: Okay. well, this podcast is all about helping people with big dreams, Mm -hmm. um, but maybe not have Um, support that they need, but they still are trying to reach their goals. So I just kind of want to talk about, you know, how LinkedIn can do exactly what you just said, you know, maybe people are introverts, or maybe they don't have as much support as they would like to have. So you know, they could use LinkedIn to help them with their success goals. So you already said you're an introvert. You already said you basically use LinkedIn on a regular basis. Now tell, you know, tell us how um,
1: LinkedIn has helped you with your career goals. Okay, well, sure. Uh, Well, first of all, LinkedIn is really all about networking. And I know when a lot of us think about networking, we always think about, well, how can, you know, my relationship with so-and-so benefit me? And, you know, that's kind of a, a bad attitude to have, you know, networking really is about a mutual, mutually beneficial relationship. And I think, you know, LinkedIn, again, is, is a great platform for that. Um, because, you know, you not only get to talk about yourself and uh, put your uh, information on there, uh, but you get to find out about people and uh, some of the things that they uh, are involved in, you know, some of the things that they do may have the hobbies or something that they follow and things like that. So, um, you know, I looked at LinkedIn as it, it, it's more than a business card, but not quite as much as a resume, if that makes any sense. You know, mm-hmm. when you're, you're introducing yourself, um, you give somebody a business card really just says like your name and how to contact you right at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you, when you give somebody a resume, it's more like kind of tailored around the job that you want. And I think LinkedIn really kind of tells your whole story. If you wanted to do that, um, you know, you can use it to do that. Certainly to uh, list your degrees, the schools you went to, uh, just like a resume. Uh, You Mm -hmm. can uh, list the companies that you work for. But above that, uh, you get to interact with other people. Uh, You can ask and give recommendations for people, uh, which might carry some weight depending on who you ask for a recommendation. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you can join groups, they have, uh, thousands of different groups for people who are interested in certain things. For instance, I'm an engineer, uh, I get involved in a lot of the, uh, water and wastewater engineering groups, the construction engineering groups and things like that, that are pertinent to my career. And inside those groups are people who are following the same things. Uh, people post articles that are, you know, usually uh, beneficial, um, to read people post uh, things like webinars that you can join, so it's a lot of um, professional development stuff within LinkedIn that you can uh, become a part of. Yeah. Uh, and also, I'm sorry.
0: No, I was just gonna say just for people who might not be in fields that are as technical as yours, but maybe we're mm. on the creative side. I know for a fact that all of that pertains to that too. So I have people on my LinkedIn page who range from coaches and. Um, human resource managers to people who are actors and artists, um, music artists, fashion designers, and those groups still exist, you know, it still operates in the same manner. So you don't have to, you know, be in any specific field because I think that sometimes people think that LinkedIn is really for a specific type of industry or, you know, a type of um, professional. When, honestly, I don't know how it started necessarily, but it's certainly not like that now. So all the information you just gave was really good because it spans, it doesn't matter what you, you know, are doing professionally. Right.
1: It spans the gamut. I mean, almost any type of a group you can think of, uh, like you said, it is on there. Um, you know, I'm I'm a member of you know groups within my f- profession, social groups. Um, you know, different, just different uh, organizations that I've uh, been around and uh, heard about. So, I it, it mean, it, it's so much stuff there that you can be involved in. I mean, it, it's almost you know to the point where it's, it could be overwhelming if you're not you know not a focused person. But it, it there's a lot uh, a lot of benefits to it as well.
0: Okay. So I know this answer, but I want you to share how you converted your LinkedIn connections. So, people you've connected with on LinkedIn, how you converted from online to in person. And if you could kind of give a little bit, you don't have to go into a whole lot of detail, but you know how you made the connections with them online and then how you converted that into in person relationships.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I'll, I'll say first off, LinkedIn is really, to me, kind of like a Rolodex. You know, it's like almost anybody that I would give a business card to, you know, I would, I would be okay with sharing my LinkedIn profile with. Uh, so I have shared my LinkedIn profile with uh, thousands of people at this point. Um, a lot of people that I know um, and a lot of people that I never met didn't know, uh, you know, at all. And, you know, some people are kind of fearful of getting, you know, invitations from people that you don't know. And, you know, not everybody may accept your invitation, but, you know, if they do, then that's a chance to kind of get to know that person. So at at a point when I had probably around 300 uh, connections, um, what I did was uh, like over the course of several months, I invited my connections out to lunch. And I told them, you know, up front, look, I just want to kind of, you know, get to know you. If I knew them before, it was a chance for me to kind of catch up and, and talk about, you know, uh, maybe talk about things and see where they are now. You know, and a lot of, a lot of people I of not know at all. Uh, so it was really kind of a mixed bag. And it was really uh, fun to kind of get to know people. And, you know, I told them up front, look, I'm not trying to sell you anything. You know, this is just we're, we're connected on LinkedIn. Let's have lunch. You know, I offered to pay for it. And, you know, quite a few people took me up on it, and I really got to meet a lot of people uh, in a lot of different industries. And, you know, for you know, it was a very good experience. I would recommend it to anybody, really, to do that. And, uh, you know, some of the com- connections I made lasted quite long. In fact, uh, one of my connections that I had never met before, LinkedIn, we had lunch, and, you know, we kept in contact over the years. And this past summer, I, I approached him about uh, getting my son an internship and it worked out. You got him an internship. So, you know, you never know what can happen.
0: Well, that's awesome. So free lunch is the key. <laughs> you offer free somebody lunch. free lunch. You yeah. offer somebody free lunch and they just might show up.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So, you know, what? Some,
1: sometimes people pay for their own. But, you know, I, I offered, <laughs> and the offer was there.
0: Right. So let me just go back a little bit and then, um, you know, we can go to some other things. But when you were talking, I was thinking, OK, that might work, you know, man to man or whatever. But did you have like how did you feel if you are like there's a woman that you don't know? How did how did that go? Like, how did did you feel comfortable with that? How did you make them feel comfortable that it wasn't some type of dating thing or whatever? Because it's one thing if you know the people you know prior, but if you don't know a person, that could kind of feel kind of weird. So how did that work for you?
1: Uh, yeah, I anticipated that there probably were some women that didn't, uh, you know, take the invitation because of something like that. Um, you know, again, you know, my email to everybody, I really tried to keep it professional. Um, you know, there was nothing that indicated that there was anything you know, outside of that that I was you know trying to uh, accomplish, you know. Um, so I, I did meet with uh, several uh, uh, females that uh, we, you know, we just, again, we just talked and we learned a little bit about each other. And, um, you know, some of them, again, you know, I'm still in contact with today and Uh, you know, there was, you know, not an issue. I mean, I I would expect probably more apprehension from a woman's side than, you know, from my side. But, you know, that's, I guess, the nature of the beast. Yeah.
0: So I want to quickly just kind of go through this and then I want to get to one last question. For people who don't use LinkedIn, you might not know, it works a little similar to like Facebook where people request that you get connected so instead of requesting friendship they're requesting a connection and you can get that information through your email or you can get it right on your linkedin dashboard and when you get that connection you get to decide if you want to connect with that person or not you know and of course just like with anything else you can always um delete a connection if it's not working for you but when you make those online connections you and a lot of times they'll even have messages you can even send a message before you accept the connection so if you have any apprehension about someone connecting with you it's not something you have to do and you can always undo it right so i just wanted people to know that so that was cool you know moving from online to in-person can really help with, um, you know, relationship building, getting you the support that you need. If you don't, you know, it's just building a network of support and it remains, you know, professionally, um, professional, excuse me, in a lot of cases. And like you said, it can even benefit um, you down the road. Like you mentioned about our son getting the internship. So what tips can you give our listeners on how to use the platform for their own success? Are there any things that you do on a regular basis that you feel like really work for you and might work for the listeners?
1: Yeah, I can give a couple of tips on that. Uh, First of all, you know, um, you know, it's the purpose of networking really is to kind of stay in touch with people, um, you know, you know, people in my industry and probably a lot of other industries you know people switch up jobs they get promotions and things like that um you know it, it's hard really to kind of keep up with people if you don't you know on a regular basis kind of see where they are uh you know if people are on linkedin like i am and they you know they change positions and they update everything and you kind of get to follow that and you know you, you see somebody change a position say hey uh, congratulations on your promotion or congratulations on your new job um you know or maybe you know they've been on the job for you know 10 years to say well hey uh, happy anniversary you know happy you know 10-year anniversary in your job so it's an opportunity really to, to keep in constant contact with people uh you know wherever they are um, also again you know it's a professional network and some people don't always use it that way but you know for me it's you know, I like to keep it professional, you know, if, if there's topics out there that you don't want to really touch, uh, like, you know, politics, uh, religion, you know, things that are kind of divisive, you know, that you think might uh, offend somebody, you know, and know so easy to be offended nowadays, but, um, you know, you you can kind of steer clear of that. Just kind of keep it professional. Everybody doesn't do that. Um, you know, that's completely up to them. But for me, I try to keep it professional, and again, okay, it's something so be- that you kind of have to use. Uh, I don't say a daily basis, but frequently.
0: Okay, so before we go, because we only have a few seconds left, give like one one tip or one tool that somebody can use real quick.
1: Wow, I thought I gave a few, but uh, uh, you know, just just be diligent about it. Be diligent and and do uh, it purposefully.
0: Okay. And um, some of the other things I think um, one of the things that you could do is I know you mentioned it, but I don't know if people really got it. You can even write an article just kind of, you know, showing your expertise and sharing that article with other people who may not know you. So they kind of see, okay, this person really is into this particular subject or this person is really into this particular area. Um, You know, they may want to connect with you even more. So All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me and this podcast and helping the listeners with how they can use LinkedIn, you know, putting their name on it and showing up for themselves and showing up for success. So thanks a whole bunch.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Thanks so much. And I'll be back with a couple of more tips that you can use to show up for your success. Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to tune in to the next five minute focus where I'm sharing five incredible resources to help you achieve the success you desire. Let's get it.